You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Ah, got him. That should keep the first order off our backs. Nice work, Paul. Tim, are we set to make the jump? Yep. The end of the prime and coordinates for the rendezvous are set. All right. Strap in and let's get this intel delivered to the resistance. Punch it! You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery, Tim Jirasi, and Paul Herman, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed. So we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Mandalorian, uh, Star Wars Celebration, Lego Star Wars, all these cool and exciting things happening in the Star Wars universe right now. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. How's it going, Tim? What's up, Kyle? Good to be back recording a new episode as we are in the month of May, and this month promises to be a fantastic month for Star Wars. So much going on, like you said, and it's we're just right at the cusp of a lot of cool things happening this month. So, yeah, um, the calm before the storm, I guess, this episode is going to be because after this one, there's going to be so much stuff to geek out about, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. So, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a hearty May the 4th be with you or happy Revenge of the 5th to all of you listening, depending on when we get this episode out. Uh, It's Tuesday night right now that we're recording this right before May the 4th. I'm not sure if we're going to get it out in time for tomorrow, but that was the plan that we were trying to at least have an episode to put out on May 4th. Um, But hopefully you guys will, you know, you'll get this sooner than later and uh, get to hear our thoughts just on some recent Star Wars stuff that's going on. It's just me and Tim on this episode uh, Paul wasn't able to make it tonight, but we just kind of wanted to recap, um, you know, some of the recent Star Wars news and stuff. And yeah, just look ahead to uh, some exciting potential announcements and things that we might have coming even as soon as tomorrow. You know, uh, May 4th, they've usually got something up their sleeve. We know nothing's premiering this year. You know, last re- last year we got the Bad Batch. Um, this year we're having to wait a few more weeks for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I'm sure we'll probably get a trailer tomorrow um, and we know that, uh, the Disney gallery episode for the book of Boba Fett is coming out tomorrow. I know it's already out right now for people that live in like New Zealand and places where it's already May 4th. Um, and I've seen some like screenshots and stuff from it online. So definitely looking forward, to, yeah. looking forward to checking that out. Um, yeah, just seeing those images like, oh, that's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would be included in this new Disney gallery for the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't more know. Of, I haven't done more of Mark Hamill as Luke. Yep. And I was like, I don't know the exact time frame between the end of a season for like the Mandalorian season two or season, or even the Marvel shows, but how long it takes to for those behind the scenes specials to come out on Disney Plus. But it seems like for the book of Boba Fett, it took a little bit longer than usual. But yeah, I could be well, wrong, but it just feels um, that way. I know with Mando season one and I think also season two, they released the Disney gallery stuff like the week after the show ended. Um like on the same day that it had aired, it came out, you know, on like Fridays or whatever. And <clears throat> the Friday after the finale, we got the Disney gallery episode. 
Um, and then, of course, <clears throat> we got that second uh, episode for Mando season two where they talked about the finale with Luke and everything that came several months later. And I think for I don't know if for Book of Boba, they intentionally like if they held it off specifically for May 4th, just so they would have something to release because they knew Obi-Wan was going to be coming later. Or I don't know if maybe it took them longer to put the Disney gallery thing together because of COVID or, you know, whatever else was going on. So, um, yeah, I don't know the exact reason, but yeah, it is coming, um, you know, later than we've gotten that stuff in the past, but I'm just glad we're finally getting it. It was starting to be like, uh, Hey, we're, we're still getting this right. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Star Wars Day is a good as good a time as any to release some new Star Wars stuff. We were spoiled last year with the Bad Batch premiere because, man, I just remember just being so blown away by that premiere, just being the perfect way to celebrate May the Fourth with new Star Wars content. Yeah, those, true. That first few Bad Batch episodes, that oh, was so good. And then, of course, the year before that, we had the Siege of Mandalore, you know, finale on May the Fourth. So, yep, <laughs> that was. Two great years in a row with Star Wars animated content on that holiday. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of makes me wish that we could have continued with the season two premiere, but I know that'll be coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we'll see what kind of stuff we do get tomorrow. Like we said, there, there's no show coming out tomorrow unless they like surprise drop the season two of The Bad Batch on us. But I don't, think, that, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but we'll definitely get that Disney Gallery episode. Like I said, I would bet money that we're going to get a new Obi-Wan either trailer or like sizzle reel or something Kenobi related. Um, but I also wonder if maybe we'll get some project announcements ahead of celebration um, for them to kind of like build up hype. And then at celebration, they'll kind of like fully, you know, blow the lid off it. And uh, we'll talk about celebration. You know, we'll kind of jump right into this talking about the schedule and some of the panels that they've announced. But I think one of the big takeaways from the celebration schedule that we've seen is uh, they have a panel for Tales of the Jedi, which apparently is an animated anthology series um, that Dave Filoni is involved with because he's going to be on this panel at celebration. But there still has not been like an official announcement, you know, press release kind of thing announcing Tales of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And so I think we might get that tomorrow as well. Um, you know, maybe we'll get some kind of I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get, you know, a trailer and maybe some clips or something at Celebration, but I wonder if we might get some first kind of teaser trailer or at least like a an announcement, uh, you know, like a logo or some official artwork or maybe like a sizzle reel or a behind the scenes like announcement type video with Dave Filoni talking about it and introducing it and stuff. Maybe we'll get that tomorrow. Um just so that when celebration comes, like it's announced, people already know what it is, and then they'll want to go to the panel to learn more about it and, and see the first trailer and stuff like that. Um, and then also, out of all the the big panels and things that have been announced for upcoming projects, the one thing that we're missing from the celebration schedule is video games, um, and in particular the Jedi Fallen Order sequel that I keep hearing from different sources on Twitter saying like this is definitely going to be announced at Celebration and you know it's going to be like the first reveal and and you have a trailer and all that kind of stuff. Um, and especially because E3 isn't happening this year, um, although I know like Xbox is still doing their big games showcase like the same time that it would have been during E3, but they're just going to do it on their own and you know maybe we'll get some Star Wars stuff during that. Um, especially because I think when Jedi, 
when Fallen Order came out, like that was sort of tied in with Xbox. Like it wasn't an Xbox exclusive, but like they showed that off at the uh, the Xbox conference at E3. So, I mean, we might still get some stuff then um, or sometime in these these next, next coming months. But the fact that there was no big panel announced for Fallen Order or for like, you know, EA or just Star Wars games in general kind of made me pause and go, hmm, I wonder if that's something that's going to be announced at a later date. And I wonder if that might be something that's also announced uh, tomorrow as well. Um, either like a full reveal, like when I say full reveal, I'm not talking trailer and stuff, but maybe just an official announcement um, of the Jedi Fallen Order sequel, or even just an announcement that that panel is going to be at Celebration. Because um, I noticed there's kind of a, a hole in the schedule, like Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of those days, I think at 11 a.m., there's a big... Um, like a big announcement type panel Thursday. It's the Lucasfilm studio showcase where they have, um, you know, they're talking about all the upcoming live action projects. And then Saturday it's the Mandalorian panel with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And then Sunday it's the bad batch season two panel. And there's no, like that Friday morning at 11 AM time slot is empty. And so I'm just like, I can't help but wonder if that's when the fallen order thing is going to be. And they just haven't announced it yet for some reason. Um, but Possible that we maybe get a uh, an announcement or a teaser or something related to that tomorrow as well. Um, of course, by the time you guys are listening to this, you'll probably know if we're right or not. And all this speculation is <laughs> going to be a moot point. But um, I don't know, just for kicks. I mean, Tim, is there anything that you're hoping or, or thinking that we might uh, get teased or announced tomorrow? Yeah, I think you're kind of dead on, really, because I was thinking the same thing as far as uh, Tales of the Jedi. How like we know it's coming. We know what it's going to be, but. Like you said, not officially, officially announced with like a trailer or a press release or anything like that. Um, we just found out about it through the celebration schedule. So I would think that is probably the more likely one. But um, I've also kind of getting my hopes. Maybe I shouldn't get my hopes up. But one thing I could see also happening, which I think would be cool, is getting that Bad Batch season two premiere uh, or not premiere, <laughs> the trailer uh, for it, um, because I don't just like we were talking about where we knew it was last year. That was the big thing for May the 4th and kind of continue that with some cool Star Wars animated content to be celebrated on May the 4th um, would be cool. But at the same time, we know they have their panel on <laughs> Sunday for celebration. So it makes sense that they would want to save it. But I don't know, just maybe not a full blown trailer, but maybe a tease or something like the premiere date or to get a few glimpses of new footage from the second season. Then you have the full blown trailer and everything more an in-depth look at the season two about that panel so maybe just a little tease or something with to do with the bad batch i'm kind of hoping for tomorrow as well but um yeah because we knew certain things were happening as we talked about the last two years with so or may the fourth with the bad batch premiere and the clone wars uh, wrapping up its final season with the siege of mandalore um during may the fourth but this year we're kind of just besides from the disney gallery for the book of boba fett which Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't really seen much from like the official Star Wars posting or uh, social media accounts kind of advertising that at all. Um, as far as that being kind of something to look forward to on May the fourth, maybe I missed it, but uh, yeah, I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. I think when I saw that that was coming out, it was either like a you know like a leak or a rumor, or it might have even come from like. Oh, actually, no. You know, what? I th I think it was in a. Um like a Disney plus press release just for like, you know, the upcoming, like here's what's coming on Disney plus in May. 
Um, okay. <clears throat> so it did come from like an official Disney source, but you're right. I haven't seen a lot of like promotion from it from Lucasfilm um, or like any official Star Wars channels, you know, talking about it much. Yeah, because we know there's got to be something. A part of me is wondering, like, maybe that's going to be their big thing where it's like on their end, they haven't said anything. So it's like, hey, surprise, the Disney Gallery Book of Boba Fett is just you can stream it right now. But at the same time, we kind of knew already knew that. So I'm kind of hoping that that's not it as far as their big May the 4th uh, treat for the fans, I guess. Hopefully there's like a little more than just getting that. Like we're kind of talking about hopefully with some small teases of. Um, some of the upcoming stuff we're going to see out celebration, whether it's Tales of the Jedi, maybe something from the Bad Batch. And I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of 50-50 on getting something new for Obi-Wan as far as like a full-blown new trailer. Um, because we talked about this in the past, too, where I think after we got like the first trailers for Book of Boba Fett, Mando Season 2, um, they kind of didn't, didn't release another trailer for those. But TV spots, like shorter new footage and like shorter uh clips not just a full-blown trailer so i'm wondering if that's going to be something we're going to see continue with obi-wan maybe not even on may the 4th but like a week or two before the premiere date um, at the end of the month so um, but i could also see it happening too <laughs> where we do get something to get hyped up even more for obi-wan on may the 4th so i'm kind of split on that one so uh, well, we'll we see. could we could get a full trailer or i mean you're right they they usually do do a lot of tv spots and stuff but then there usually also is always some kind of like like a longer TV spot that's like a one minute, you know, special look that they they advertise it as. And that usually comes with like, you know, it might come out with like a big sporting event or something like that. So that could be something that they maybe drop too, if not a full trailer. Yeah, that's possible. But yeah, I don't know. I'll definitely be happy and excited to just watch the Disney Gallery book of Boba Fett tomorrow. If that's all we get, it'll be a blast getting to go behind the scenes for that series because as we know there's a lot of great and cool stuff and big stuff that happened in the book of boba fett and to get a behind the scenes look of that i cannot wait but uh, they could top it off with just getting us some, some more teases for some of the upcoming stuff which would be really cool yeah i mean at least this time they have the safety net of like if they if they release a i don't know a disappointingly uh limited amount of of things on may the 4th and you know not that i'm expecting there to be a ton of stuff and you know all the stuff that i just mentioned that i was speculating on i'm expecting that we might get one or two of those things not all of them um but like if the only thing they release is that disney gallery episode at least we've only got three more weeks to wait until exactly <laughs> obi-wan comes out and until celebration when we know we are going to get a bunch of new trailers and announcements and stuff so it's not going to be a repeat of like disney plus day when it was, you know, we were all like, oh, please, we're desperate for anything, you know, Obi-Wan and Andor and, and, you know, any kind of marketing for these upcoming projects. And they, you know, barely gave us anything. So, um, yeah, if if there's not much good stuff tomorrow, then we know there won't be long to wait until we do get to the good stuff. Yeah, and that is, that's a good feeling to have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, let's just go from there. Let's talk some more about celebration, uh, the schedule, the panels, the guests that are going to be there. Um, the, the saga continues presence at celebration, which is going to be, uh, you, Tim going for a couple of days. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that should be a great time. I can't wait to hear from you all the cool stuff that you get to do there for the couple of days you're going to be there. Um, I'll be at a convention out here in Phoenix. I'll be at uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion that same weekend of Star Wars Celebration. 
um, with uh, my good friends Jason Hunt and Joey Letson. Um, you guys have probably heard them on the show before. I know we've had Jason on as a guest, and I think I've released some of our, our panels as episodes on here before too. And we're doing three Star Wars panels that weekend at uh, at that convention. Oh wow! Including, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna That's be cool. doing an we're gonna be doing an Obi Wan review panel where we're gonna talk about the first two episodes of Obi Wan after we've seen it. Uh, then we're doing a panel where we're talking about. Um, like the the whole panel, it's kind of just going to be like a discussion panel about um, animated Star Wars characters in live action. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, especially for people who maybe haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels, we're just going to kind of talk about like Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and uh, like the history of Mandalore and the Darksaber and, you know, other characters like Saw Gerrera and potentially, you know, Thrawn and Ezra, who we might see coming up and talk about like, uh, sort of how their character started out, like some essential episodes to go back and watch. Uh, you know, if if you haven't seen those shows and you're interested in those characters and kind of want to know like what they're all about and then talk about their live action debuts and, and kind of compare and contrast the two and stuff. So that'll be a fun, just like discussion-based episode. And then every year we do a panel called The Future of Star Wars where we talk about um, just, you know, whatever upcoming stuff is is on the schedule just like we you know do on this podcast talking about the upcoming movies and shows and stuff like that but because it's taking place at the same time as celebration we're going to try to show as many uh you know trailers and clips and things that they've shown at celebration and show them on a big screen at phoenix fan fusion for people who haven't been able to see them yet so that's going to be really cool uh if any of you happen to be in the phoenix area um, or even, you know, Arizona or Southwest U.S. and you're looking for a convention to go to and you're not able to make it to Celebration and you want to come check that out, that's always a great time. And, uh, you know, it'll be the second best thing to Celebration because you'll still get to watch some brand new Star Wars trailers and stuff with fellow fans in a, a big room. So um, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. But then, Tim, you'll actually get to be at Celebration on the floor experiencing all that stuff. Yeah, so thankful that it kind of worked out where i'm at least able to go for a couple of days i'm only gonna be able to go on the weekend saturday and sunday but um to be honest looking at the schedule that was released for all the panels and everything i think saturday is going to be a really good day <laughs> like a lot of the ones i'm most looking forward to are on that saturday even sunday like i mentioned before with the bad batch season two uh panel that they're gonna have um but this will be my first time doing anything with the whole lottery system that they're going to be implementing for it. So um, more than likely, I don't think they'll allow it to go into all the panels that are scheduled for that day. I think they're probably going to want to make sure everyone gets to experience one of the big ones, at least. At least that's how I remember being for uh, Celebration in Chicago. Even though I wasn't there, I kind of, from what I heard for those who got um, for, or got passes for Celebration and then were in the lottery system, some of them lucked out, got multiple Others were just a few, so we'll see how it works for this this one. But Saturday's definitely seemed like it's going to be a great day. And when I saw the schedule, I was like, glad it worked out to where those are the days I'd be able to go <laughs> for this celebration. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun to experience that again. It's hard to believe, you know, it's been seven years since <laughs> Celebration Anaheim in 2015 where we all got to hang out uh, together and just have a blast um, experiencing that celebration, that one being my first celebration ever and this will be my second one so um hopefully to recapture some of that magic but i'm gotta be honest it's not gonna feel quite the same without you or paul being in there to experience all that cool stuff together so yeah it'll be fun but not as fun as it could be 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I've it's hard because so we applied for a media pass and we're only we're only granted one. <clears throat> Um, so that's why Tim's going, cause I've got my plans for this other convention that weekend. We figured it would just work out better that way. Um, and the regular passes were sold out. So it's not like one of us could take the media pass and one of us could just buy a pass for the weekend. But since then, I've seen a couple people that I know on Twitter that have been like, Hey, I'm no longer able to go. Or like, I work for Lucasfilm now. And so I, I'm selling the pass that I bought cause now I get to go with work. And so I've seen a couple of people selling passes where I've just been like, Oh man, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. <laughs> um, especially because like back, of course, every time tickets for celebration go on sale, it's always like bad timing financially for me. I'm like, I don't know if I can afford this 200 bucks right now. And then like you get closer to celebration and I've got my tax refund. I'm like, I could buy it now. No problem. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm going to, you know, we're going to stick with Jason and Joey and we're going to do our thing out here and that'll be a good time. But um, man, when I saw on the on the celebration schedule that uh, you know for Sunday they're doing a, a screening of the Siege of Mandalore with Dave Filoni, I was like, "Man, I'm rethinking my life choices right now." <laughs> I'll talk about a cool way to close out celebration. I know it's not the closing ceremonies, but <laughs> that that would be my closing ceremonies. I exactly. would show up on Sunday just for that and go back home. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, celebration is always a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun to be there. And I know, you know, Paul and I won't get to be there, but, you know, you'll you'll be there with, uh, you know, Michael Cohen and a bunch of our other podcasting and Star Wars Internet friends. And I'm sure it'll still be a blast. But in addition to, um, you know, just all the the fun and hanging out with fellow Star Wars fans and stuff that you always get to do during celebration. Of course, there's going to be a ton of panels, ton of news, ton of reveals, ton of stuff for us to talk about when we get back. And I don't know how we're going to all cram that in, especially because I then have to take a business trip um, that week right after. And it's like, we're going to have to get on here and record episodes about like the first two episodes of Obi-Wan and all the celebration news. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to be a whirlwind. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to manage all that and schedule it and everything, but just know that when we finally get around to recording, you guys are going to have some long episodes from us. Oh yes. <laughs> so even, even though the wait might be a little longer, for when that stuff gets announced and premieres, the discussions on it will be worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, I have no sure. doubt of that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of these things that have been announced for celebration as far as the uh, just the panel schedule. So like I said, Thursday, May 26th at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time um, is going to be the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. And uh, it says, you know, Star Wars Celebration returns, launching with a must-see showcase that will kick off the weekend's festivities into hyperdrive. Lucasfilm's current crop of live-action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, and The Mandalorian. Um, The one thing that they excluded from that that I think we might be getting, and also another thing that we could possibly get announced tomorrow that I didn't even think about, Um, But if we are still getting a Star Wars film next year, this is when we're going to find out. Um, And again, this is something that I would think like I would expect that they would announce that before celebration and then want to like hype it up to get people to go and and go to this panel and hear about and then, you know, announce like the director and the cast and and more stuff like that. at the same time, that also seems like something that would be its own panel, but the studio showcase is an hour and a half and not just an hour. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know, because I mean, they, they've got so much to talk about already with Obi-Wan and Andor and the Mandalorian, and I'm sure they'll probably talk at least a little bit about Ahsoka and maybe the Acolyte and some of the other stuff that's coming up. Um, but just, yeah, you know, originally we were supposed to get Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie next year, and then the report was that that was delayed, but that we still might get some kind of Star Wars movie next year, either like an Old Republic or a High Republic or some other idea that they kind of had on the back burner but were ready to kind of swap in in case one of these other projects fell through and then i don't know about you tim but i'm pretty sure the the most recent rumor i heard was that patty jenkins movie might actually be back on for next year and that we might still be getting rogue squadron in 2023 um so who knows i don't know you know what's going on with that i mean we haven't really heard any rumors about things going into production or anything like that but I would have to think, especially just looking at the the celebration schedule, at least of everything that's been announced so far, if we're getting a Star Wars movie next year, this Lucasfilm Studio Showcase is where we're going to hear about it, um, along with all these other upcoming shows that they have to talk about. So, um, man, what a way to kick off that would be. Yeah, to be honest, I kind of didn't really think about this panel showcasing any of the movies, really, just because we just don't know what their status is as far as release dates. Cause I don't, to be honest, I don't think we're getting a movie next year, but nothing's into production yet already. It'd be kind of hard. I think to crank one out and have it released next year. But, um, I think we maybe might get some updates on it. Maybe they'll announce the push, like the, the Patty Jenkins ones moved back to 2024. Maybe we'll hear more about Taika Waititi's star Wars film. Maybe actually find out what that is. So I think now that you mentioned, they probably will have a small presence on this panel, but, I just think it's going to be, for the most part, just full-blown on the upcoming series. Um, probably, I think a lot of it's probably going to be about Andor, since this will probably be kind of like the big coming-out party, I think, for Andor. We've got that little behind-the-scenes sizzle reel a while ago, but I, I'll i be shocked if we don't get a, our first trailer for Andor in this one. And we'll probably get a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3, which would be awesome. Not sure how much they're going to spend on Obi-Wan Kenobi, just because it's premiering at midnight later <laughs> that uh, that same day. So not sure how much they're going to want to talk about that, knowing that we're all going to be seeing it in just a few hours later. Um, part of me also thinks maybe they might give the audience there a surprise where they're going to show the first two episodes after the panel's over to everyone there. You kind of see that happening as well. Um, but I'm kind of hoping for uh, more on some of the other shows that we know are coming out, like Ahsoka and even the Alkalite. I would love to hear more about the Alkalite um, as far as what that's going to entail. Um but yeah, I just think it's going to be more TV focused than the movies. Maybe just a few updates here and there. And especially, I don't think we're anything's coming in 2023. I'll be shocked if that happens. Um, just knowing what's the some of the delays we've had with Rogue Squadron and some of the other movies that we know are coming, but we just don't know when. So we'll see. But um, it's always cool to kick off celebration with these big panels that are focusing. I know in the past it's always been the movies. Uh, but now that Star Wars and live action has mainly been focused on uh, the TV side of things, um, this is what this panel for this year's celebration is going to be. And uh, it's, it's just going to be just as exciting, if you ask me, knowing, obviously, <laughs> the shows that they have lined up for Star Wars this year and what's coming beyond. So should be a lot of cool stuff. And just hearing all the creative people involved talk about it, it's always a plus two once just adds to the excitement and uh, the hype for these series, knowing some of them are coming soon, and then yet 
if they talk, like I said, if they talk about Ahsoka and the Acolyte, just to get you more excited for what's coming after this year too is going to be great. So definitely, as always, a cool way to kick off celebration with these uh, live action panels. Because man, yeah. I can't tell you those excitements and that we've had past celebrations. Of course, of course, being there for the Force Awakens and then for in 2019 with the Rise of Skywalker, getting that title reveal and the Palpatine reveal, I was just so exciting i just remember freaking out and just couldn't believe um once we got that panel was over that trailer and everything that came after that which is so good so i'm just glad it's kind of continuing that tradition of celebration kicking off uh the festivities with the biggest way possible with a star wars live action content yeah definitely and i mean for the record i certainly won't be disappointed if they don't talk about any movie stuff just because you're right i mean we've already got so much stuff to be excited about and I would, I can definitely say for myself, like I'm more excited for Obi-Wan, Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka than I am for, you know, any of the upcoming Star Wars movies that we know about. But of course I'm excited for those too. Like, so, um, I mean, regardless of, of how much stuff they show or announce, like, I mean, just from the stuff that we know they're going to talk about that alone would make for a great panel. Um, but I don't know, just the fact that it's called the Lucasfilm studio showcase and not like TV showcase or Disney plus showcase or something like that makes me think that, you know, that door might be cracked. Mm -hmm. Um, and heck, even if, I mean, even if we don't get a movie next year, you're right. They still might have, uh, you know, some of these surprise special guests might be Taika Waititi or Patty Jenkins and just like maybe giving an update on their project, or maybe we'll get an updated release date for Rogue Squadron or something like that. I'm sure it'll be mentioned. Even if we don't get like a trailer or a title announcement or a, hey, surprise, there's a Star Wars movie coming out next year. I think the movies will at least be addressed in some form at that panel. Um, I agree. But I, I think the the bulk of it will probably be TV stuff, and that's fine with me. Um, but then also on that day, we've got uh, Attack of the Chords, the music of Episode 2 with David Collins, uh, Lucasfilm Publishing, uh, an audience with Ian McDermott, uh, Star Wars collectibles update, a High Republic panel. Um, I don't know how many of these are going to be live streamed um, to, you know, StarWars.com or the Star Wars YouTube channel or whatever. They usually live stream at least some of the big panels. And I would be both shocked and highly disappointed if at least the studio showcase wasn't live streamed because um, I considered taking the day off of work for this, but I'm not taking the whole day off, but I am working from home this day so that I can just sit on the couch, you know, on my lunch break and watch the studio showcase live streamed on my TV. Um, But, you know, for those of us at home, you know, hopefully we'll get to uh, experience as much of this stuff as possible too. Um, But then, like I said, Friday, so far there's a big hole in that 11 a.m. time slot. So I'm still (laughs) thinking, I think now also if there is a movie coming next year, maybe that'll get its own panel. Um, And that could be a separate thing too. But I, I would... I would bet you like five bucks because I'm not that confident, but I'm pretty confident (laughs) that Friday morning is either going to be a video game panel or maybe a movie panel or some other big thing that they haven't announced yet. Um, I wonder if because I'm more thinking where it is going to be a video game panel. And I wonder if like the holdup is going to be like how much do they want to show if they want it to be a panel showcasing multiple new Star Wars video game projects in development or maybe just focus on Jedi Fallen Order 2 and have it just be that uh, the main panel of what that's going to be about. So I wonder if they're kind of just waiting on certain circumstances to play out whether or not to go forward with a full-blown video game panel or just focus on maybe one game. 
You know, one thing that I actually just remembered, because I had forgotten about this, but there was a, a report recently, I believe it was from Bespin Bulletin or, um, you know, one of those Star Wars sites that, you know, is pretty accurate with their sources and reporting and stuff. And they mentioned that, um, or, or they were they were reporting that according to their sources that uh, Fallen Order 2 might not actually come out this year, that it might be pushed back into like early 2023. And so I wonder if that's maybe part of the holdup that like, they were going to do this panel as part of like a, you know, sort of the big marketing campaign kickoff for the game coming out by the end of this year. And if it's been pushed back a few months then maybe they're not sure if they still want to show it or not. Um, it also could be because now I'm, I'm trying to remember if this has happened with Celebration before, like if um, if with Fallen Order or with Battlefront or something, if that like if EA announced that as its own thing and it wasn't announced like with the rest of the Star Wars Celebration schedule. And for whatever reason, I feel like that vaguely is ringing a bell, but I also don't know if that's just my brain, you know, being like, uh, you know, optimistic and like wanting to believe that. Um, obviously, it's been like three years since uh, Celebration was announced back at or since Fallen Order was announced back at Celebration 2019. So. Um, I really couldn't tell you if that's accurate or not, but, um, yeah, who knows? It, it could be a licensing thing where EA gets to announce it on their own, you know, separate from all the regular Star Wars Celebration stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But again, if we are getting something big on that Friday, that also is something that I would not be surprised to see announced on May the 4th. It'd be a good time for it. So. Yes, it would. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was a a conspicuous absence in that Friday morning time slot. As soon as I I saw the whole schedule and, and saw people talking about the fact that there was no video game thing, I was like, I was like, that can't be right. They've got to announce that. And then I was like, let me go back and check the time slots again. And sure enough, all the other big panels are at 11 a.m. on Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. And there's nothing at 11 a.m. on Friday. So I I think something's coming. I just don't know what. Yeah, and hopefully um, we find out about it pretty soon because giving that celebrations is a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, not a couple, but a few weeks. But it's coming later this month, so they don't have that much time left to get everything set and ready for this uh, for the convention. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? We'll see. But uh, yeah, it shouldn't be too long before we find out either way. But then the rest of that day, you've got uh, the summer of Lego Star Wars, another Lucasfilm publishing panel. Uh, the Star Wars Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary celebration. Um, that should be cool. Hopefully that's one they live stream too, because I would love to Yeah, see I would think so. Especially now that Hayden and Ewan are back both involved in Star Wars. I don't know for sure if Hayden's going to be at Celebration, but I know it's confirmed that Ewan will be. Yeah. Uh, you can get a picture or an autograph with him for $300. Um, Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I know some people that have already signed up for it. It's like, you know, if, if you got the money and that's worth it to you, man, go for it. That was another thing where I saw that Ewan McGregor was going to be at Celebration and I almost was like, wait, Tim, can we switch? I want that media pass. And then I saw that it was $300. I was like, never mind. You can take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be cool. If nothing else, I'm sure he'll at least be on that panel. Um, hopefully Hayden Christensen shows up too, because that would just be so cool to get to see the two of them. Yeah, together. definitely. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> hopefully he's one of the surprise guests or special guests that's said in those press release. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's also a, uh, Star Wars merchandise sneak peek from Disney shops and parks, uh, behind the scenes making of, uh, ILM's Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, 
um, a Hasbro Star Wars panel. So I'm sure we'll get some cool new updates on, you know, Black Series figures and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a Disney Parks panel, 35 years of Star Tours, uh, Star Wars tabletop games, Star Wars audiobooks. Um, then Saturday morning at 11 a.m., we've got Mando Plus, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, uh, which I'm also very much looking forward to. I'm going to be at, at Phoenix Fan Fusion uh, doing our Obi-Wan review panel while this Mandalorian panel is going on. Um, so I'm going to have to talk Obi-Wan, get out, watch as much of the, the recap of this Mando panel as I can, and then get ready to talk about that like two hours later because our our future of Star Wars panel is like Saturday afternoon. So that's going to be a crazy day, but I cannot wait to see, uh, you know, just, I mean, just to see John and Dave on stage talking Star Wars and talking yep. about the Mandalorian <laughs> is going to be awesome. But I also can't wait to see what kind of teases we get at Celebration because if you think about it, so for Mando season one, there were some um, very small teases in like at Celebration um, and, if, you know, there was some stuff that they kind of showed behind closed doors that was not publicly released. But, of course, you could find, like, recorded versions of it online. Um, and they showed, like, a couple of clips. And there was, like, a VFX uh, demo reel and stuff that they showed. And, um, but, you know, there was a lot of secrecy around that first season. Like, A, because we didn't really know what the show was. And, B, obviously, Grogu is so integral to that show. And, like, they were still keeping him under wraps. So a lot of that was very secretive. Mando season two... You know, there was no celebration or Comic-Con or anything because that was in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Um, so this is going to be the first time that we've got a Mandalorian panel at Celebration when, you know, since the show has been out and we kind of know what it is and know who these characters are. So I'm interested to see how much they show. Um, I'm sure we'll get at least a little teaser trailer, but I wonder if... Um, you know, if they're gonna lift the lid a little bit more and maybe show some clips, maybe tease some things that are coming in the season, just because they haven't really had the chance to do that the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, or if it's still going to be as secretive as it's always been. Um, but regardless, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see John and Dave and, you know, who knows if they might also have, it says John Favreau definitely and special guests. So, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, maybe Pedro Pascal will be there. Maybe some of the other cast, maybe they'll announce some new, uh, some new cast members or some new characters. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how, how much stuff Dave gives us a glimpse at. Um, but regardless, I'm, I'm super excited to see whatever they have in store for us at that panel. Yeah, this is definitely one of the panels I'm glad it's happening on Saturday and hopefully it's one I'm able <laughs> to get into because this would be so awesome to be a part of. And like you said, just hearing Dave and John talk Star Wars is worth the price of admission in itself. But <laughs> just uh, not even just like it says in the description, look ahead to season three, but hearing them talk about what's happened already in seasons one and two is just going to be awesome to hear them go in depth and talk about that stuff. So it's going to be really cool no matter if they show a lot of new stuff or not for the upcoming season. But it does make me think, because if if we get a trailer maybe for Mandalorian Season 3 in the live-action panel happening on Thursday, I wonder if this one is kind of going to be more reminiscent of the Celebration Chicago panel for the Mandalorian, where they actually showed some actual clips, even though they didn't stream and uh, they kind of wanted to keep it hush-hush back then. Maybe it'll be kind of like that, where they'll show some exclusive clips from season three and they won't be released or streamed 
uh, during the broadcast of this panel. But uh, we'll see. But like we said, should just be awesome hearing them talk about Mando seasons one and two, and then just some more teases for season three. It's going to be great. It's kind of, I mean, most of the panels are usually an hour, but this is one of the ones I was hoping that's kind of like an hour and a half, <laughs> like the live action panel, because uh, we kind of learned even from that 2019 celebration panel where it's hard to get John and Dave to stop talking about Star Wars when they're together and we don't want them to stop talking. So I'm sure they're good. It's going to be hard for them to keep on that schedule, but um, to get an hour of them talking about Mandalorian seasons one and two, and then some stuff for season three is going to be so, so cool. So yeah, hopefully this is one I'm able to get into because this definitely looks to be uh, the highlight of the Saturday uh, festivities of celebration. Yeah, I mean, it is it's live on the celebration stage and then streamed to the Galaxy and Twin Sun stages, which are, you know, kind of the two slightly smaller stages, but still pretty big. And, you know, they're just going to be streaming the the feed from that main stage. So your chances should hopefully be pretty good for that, um, that you can at least get to one of those three, if not on that main celebration stage. Um, of course, obviously, I'm sure everybody's going to be trying to go to that panel. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you can at least get into one of those rooms. Yeah, I'm really hoping to be in the actual room where they are. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is cool streaming from those other ones because that's how we saw the Force Awakens panel mm-hmm. at Celebration 2015. It was streamed to one of the other rooms. But for this one, like, especially with uh, Dave Filoni being there, Jan, John Favreau, and some guests we probably don't even know about, really be cool to be in the main uh, auditorium when they're having this panel take place. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. We'll see if the force is with me when the whole lottery system starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then later in the day, we've got a uh, behind the scenes panel on the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett with members of the visual effects, creature and sound teams. Um, so that'll be cool to hear from those guys as well. Just hearing about, you know, the work that they put into the show and the visual effects and creating crate dragons and rancors and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that'll be cool to see, too. Um, there's also a. Uh, Star Wars cosplay competition. Uh, there's a panel on Star Wars Hunters, which is that upcoming mobile game um, that was supposed to come out like end of last year and still hasn't come out yet. But I guess that's still a thing. So um, I don't know if that game will be out by then or not, but there's a panel for that, too. Um and then the other one that you're probably going to want to try to get into on Saturday is Tales of the Jedi at 2.30. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and this one is also live on the galaxy, on the celebration stage and streamed to the other two stages. Um, and it just is introducing Tales of the Jedi animated anthology shorts hosted by Amy Ratcliffe with special guest Dave Filoni. That's all we know at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, let the speculation begin. We've already speculated about like what we hope the show will be or what we want to see from it but now we know that it is an animated anthology series now i'm hoping just again based on the name tales of the jedi i'm hoping that a when it says animated uh you know shorts i'm hoping that it's more along the lines of star wars visions and less maybe along the lines of like forces of destiny so like 10 to 15 minute shorts as opposed to like two minute shorts mm-hmm. um and i would absolutely love if this is something that's just kind of like chronicling the history of the Jedi. So as opposed to being like a dedicated, you know, Knights of the Old Republic series or something that's just kind of set in one time period, that we'll just get a series of animated shorts telling like, you know, going as far back as like 
the the origins of Jedi discovering the Force on like Tython and Octo and places like that, and then into like the Old Republic and the the Mandalorian Civil War or like the Mandalorian Wars and the Jedi Civil War, and then moving on to stuff like Darth Bane and uh, Tar Vizsla and some of these other characters that we know are canon and have heard you know glimpses of stories about, and uh, just to maybe get some of that stuff fleshed out more, and. Um, Again, to get to see it in a format that maybe allows for like a bit more of an in-depth story that wouldn't necessarily be like an ongoing series where you're having like full character arcs and stuff, but to get, um, again, get a little bit more depth um, and a little bit more more stuff fleshed out than just like a quick little two-minute vignette, although that would be cool too. Um, but I don't know, I, That that's just kind of my wishful thinking, but you know, whatever this is, just animated anthology and something Jedi related and Dave Filoni's involved, I'm already on board. I just want to know more. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more about Tales of the Jedi. And I think we were all speculating about what Tales of the Jedi is going to be. This is kind of at the forefront what I thought it would be, just something animated. And I think it's, at least I'm hoping for it, it's kind of riding off the success of Star Wars Visions where it will be Here's the thing. I hope it is like Star Wars Visions and not like Star Wars Visions in some way. <laughs> where I hope it's like it is where it's different animation styles for the different uh, shorts. And that's the same length as Star Wars Visions, where it's like anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes, I think would be great. Um, but where it's not like Star Wars Visions, I'm kind of hoping where these are stories and tales that are going to be in in the main canon. Where it's not like you can just go crazy and do whatever like we saw in some of the shorts in Star Wars Visions. I really hope this is tales and like showing the history of the jedi like you mentioned i mean how cool would it be if it's um where it's luke telling his students like each uh, short begins with a little um, intro from luke talking about the next story and short we're going to see for each one and then it just goes into uh, different animation styles and focuses on the different eras i mean that would just be so cool starting from the very beginning and leading up maybe to um the days before the fall of the republic um that we saw like third like the time frame just before the phantom menace begins in those events like have it end with a qui-gon and obi-wan story um would be really cool so there is so much potential here hopefully it's a lengthy uh series too where we get um i mean i'm, I'm getting uh thinking too big here i mean if it's as long as as many episodes as we got in star wars visions awesome but part of me wants it to be longer <laughs> if it is um, as it's focusing on the Jedi here and just how the of course it all depends on how long these shorts are going to be too. So if it's, I didn't necessarily think about it until you mentioned it where it's more like if it can be a little bit like star Wars forces of death destiny, I really hope it's not just because I don't want it to be that short. <laughs> and then it's only like a two or three minute type story that we're getting. I mean, of course we'll watch it and take it. It's going to be new star Wars animated content, but I'm really hoping is to kind of realize or not realize, but saw the success of Star Wars Visions and wanted to uh, do more of that and not necessarily uh, just be limited to Star Wars Visions, but do more animated uh, series in that vein, focusing on different things. And Tales of the Jedi just seems like such cool potential to do some really awesome stuff um, within the Star Wars canon. So, yeah, I cannot wait to get our first look at this and see uh, what Tales of the Jedi are going to be seeing in here. Maybe certain things um, from those EU stories will be made canon in this. I know that's kind of the first thing you think of for those who read some of those comics that were called Tales of the Jedi. I don't think it's really going to be any adaption of those, but it'd be kind of cool if they pick and choose certain characters here or there 
who are still only in Legends right now, but are made canon within this series. But yeah, there's so much cool potential that they can do with Tales of the Jedi. So yeah, this is going to be an awesome panel to hopefully go to when I'm there. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping for that same thing too. Like get some some canon versions of um, you know some Legends characters, and again some some things that we know, even things that we know are canon, but like haven't really gotten canon versions of those stories fleshed out. I would love to see an episode or several episodes about Malachor and whatever like Jedi and Sith War took place there because, you know, we know that was pivotal in uh, Revan's War against the Mandalorians in the EU. And it seems like it's something slightly different in current canon with like the version of Malachor that we see in Rebels with all the, the Jedi and Sith kind of frozen in battle, like, you know, frozen in stone with like whatever weapon went off in the temple. But like, I want to see that, you know, I want to see that full story. I want to see mm-hmm. stories with, with Tar Vizsla, the Mandalorian Jedi. And I want to see, um, just like I said, even like origins of the force and, you know, the first Jedi coming together on Tython or Octo or whatever. So I would love to see as much of that stuff as possible. And that's why, yeah, like, I hope it's a lot of episodes. I hope they're lengthy episodes. Um, but I'll I'll take whatever we can get. I just hope it's not a bunch of like two minute little shorts. At the same Dang. time, though, I mean, remember when they did those? Um, gosh, it was like the Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, right? The the ones mm. that were like on YouTube and were kind of more kid focused. But like that animation was really cool, and people yeah. were like, "Man, give me you know some more shorts in this style." So maybe it'll be something like that too. Um, but yeah, regardless, I I can't wait to find out what this is and to see it when it finally comes out. Yeah, they could even really expand on it too. If it is successful, they could do a whole another spinoff series of Tales of the Sith and just kind of get follow that same format of what this show is going to be. But it's all about the Sith and different uh, dark side users, or not even just the Sith, maybe just dark side users. You could focus on the Sith for a few, maybe focus on the Knights of Ren. Um, Knights of Ren have kind of uh, getting a little more prominent, not prominent, but showing up a little more in the Star Wars comics recently, especially in the Crimson Rain uh, series that's going on right now. So to get more stuff. A dive into their history would be cool so just so much potential that could come from not just tales of the jedi but like i said tales of the dark side or tales of the sith or some of that vein just to kind of have the opposite of what tales of the jedi will be just so you can have two similar series but each one focusing on the different aspects of the force one of the light and one of the dark side i think would just be really really cool yeah and Oh, okay. I just had a crazy thought because I was like, the fact that they're announcing this at Celebration and dedicating a whole panel to it also makes me think that this actually might be coming out this year. Um, And, you know, we just hadn't even factored that into our our upcoming Star Wars schedule where like we've got Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan and then we know sometime like late summer, early fall, we've got Andor and Bad Batch season two. And then we've got mando season three either like end of this year or early next year and to think that like we could have another series in there and now i'm like wait a sec what if i i highly doubt it and and i you know this is probably a ridiculous idea but what if they surprise drop this on may the 4th oh wow (laughs) oh that would be pretty big to get the series before (laughs) a big panel that's supposed to I at least anyway assume it's going to be the big reveal for the series. Yeah. That would be something. That would be pretty gutsy. Yeah. I I don't think they'll do that because I think this is going to be, I mean, when it says introducing Tales of the Jedi, I yeah, think it's well, going to be like, right <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It could just be introducing as in talking about the new thing that we just released. 
Um, but yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it would be cool if, if for May the 4th, we at least get an official announcement because it's like, we know they're going to be talking about this at Celebration, but we still haven't heard like an official announcement of what this thing is. So um, yeah, regardless, I'm just looking forward to uh, to finally finding out about it. Hopefully, like I'm sure we'll get to see it at the very least a teaser trailer, probably some concept art of some characters and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is another one I'm really excited for. And if you get to be there in the room for that panel too, I'm going to be super jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, hopefully the force is with me for that one too. Those, those two are the main ones, Tales of the Jedi and the uh, panel with Dave and John. Yeah. Um, well then after that, you've got a panel with Doug Chang about designing the Mandalorian, um, a Marvel star Wars comics panel, uh, Anthony Daniels spotlight and, uh, behind the scenes, uh, with Delray publishing. Um, and then for the final day on Sunday kicks off at 11 AM with the bad batch season two panel. Um, and again, you know, I, I think by this point we pretty much know what to expect from the clone wars and bad batch panels. Um, all the directors and, and producers and D Bradley Baker and Michelle Ang are going to be there. Um, talking about the first series or the, the first season and giving looks at season two. So I'm sure we're going to have a trailer uh, and maybe some clips or something for uh, the next season of Bad Batch. And I'm sure we'll finally get a uh, release date as well um, for when we can expect to see that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe a, a clip or two there, because I'm thinking back to those old Clone Wars panels that we used to, got, <laughs> used to mm -hmm. get uh, during the celebrations from like 10, 15 years ago where it was... Uh, they released a trailer, but then they would also have some specific clips from a few episodes from that season. That'd be kind of cool to get again for the Star Wars animated series. Yeah, so I'm sure, sure the season's mostly done now. and They can easily release some finished clips to get you more excited <laughs> to go along with the trailer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then after that, we've got to look back at Star Wars Visions. Um, now, I'm curious with this one because this is you know it specifically says a lot a look back at star wars visions and they're going to be talking about uh or talking with people from the different anime production studios and show some concept art and stuff um you know never before seen artwork from the shows um but there was a a report from i believe it was cine links uh just within the past couple of weeks um, and they're saying that according to their sources, that there's not only a season two of Star Wars Visions in the works, but that that is coming out later this year. Um, and so, again, this is one of those things where it's like, well, if there's any truth to that, this would be the time to announce it. Unless that's also maybe a May 4th announcement. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, to have a, a dedicated Star Wars Visions panel, um, it seemed, at least from the description, it sounds like this is mostly going to be focused at looking back on season one. So there, maybe for this one, we won't get like uh, a trailer or a lot of details or something for the second season. But maybe this is where we'll at least get, you know, maybe they'll they'll end it with the announcement that there's going to be more Star Wars visions coming like at the end of 2023 or at end of 2022. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but regardless, that report was very uh, exciting and interesting to read. Like, I would love to see more of Star Wars Visions, especially, you know, the main thing that I want is just a continuation of The Ninth Jedi. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're not alone Like, <laughs> give, give me a full series of that or a movie or something. Right. But if they're going to do a whole new season of, of animated shorts, just make sure that one of them is a follow up to that one. Um, and there's a couple more in there too that, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing sequels to, but also, you know, seeing some new stories and new characters and stuff, uh, just done in, in different cool new anime styles. Um, I'd be, you know, all on board for that. Um, 
just Ninth Jedi is the main thing. If there's anything Ninth Jedi involves, I'm there for a whole season of whatever else you want to give me. Right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a hard time believing that this is just going to be a look back at Star Wars Vision. The majority of the panel probably will be, but I'm sure someone will say, you can't look back without looking a little forward as well. And then <laughs> they'll either give a release date for season two or show a little uh, trailer for some of the new ones we're going to get for the next season of Star Wars Vision. So, yeah, I'm kind of expecting some tease to be shown for Star Wars Vision season two. So I can't imagine that they would have this and not do a little something for season two. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But that's just going to be uh, yet another exciting potential reveal for that weekend or for tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see. Um, and then I love that there's a whole panel dedicated to the wonderful world of Wookiees. Um, <laughs> and actually, this is cool. It's going to have uh, both. I always butcher his name, but Eunice Swotomo, uh, who plays Chewbacca, of course, in the sequel trilogy. And then Carrie Jones, who I got to meet here in Phoenix a, a couple months ago, who plays Kersantin in the Book of Boba Fett. Um along with Amy Ratcliffe and Charles Soule. Um, and, uh, you know, they're just going to be talking about the legacy of, of Chewbacca and Wookiees and paying tribute to Peter Mayhew. And, you know, that'll be a really fun panel. Actually, if that one is, if that one happens to be live streamed, I'm definitely going to watch that. That sounds like fun. Um, but that is also going to be at the same time as the Star Wars, the Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore screening live on the celebration stage with David Collins, uh, Dave Filoni, Carrie Beck, Athena Portillo, um, and they're going to do this, the screening that I'm sure we would have gotten back at celebration in 2020 had it actually happened that year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and gosh, I still, this was another thing that I saw and I was like, I'm rethinking it. I, I might have to try to find a way to get myself out there, uh, just to watch the siege of Mandalore on a giant screen with Dave Filoni in the room. Like that would just be, uh, you know, such a cool moment. Um, as a, a fan of the Clone Wars from the beginning, but it's awesome that they'll finally get to do that. And I hope you get into, you know, get into that one too while you're there. Yeah, we're kind of talking about before we started recording how the closing ceremonies uh, happens a little bit later, but this is the real closing ceremony of Star Wars Celebration as far as ending it with the bang, with getting to see the Siege of Mandalore, one of the best pieces of Star Wars content you're ever going to see on a big screen with other fans, like I said, with Dave Filoni in the room and some, I'm sure other people who are involved with creating those amazing episodes. It's just so cool. I mean, just again, going over this stuff is taking me back to celebration 2015 and just how amazing it was to see the star Wars rebel season two premiere of the siege of Lothal episodes mm -hmm. and getting to see Vader in action in those episodes for the first time. It was just a mind blowing experience. And even though everyone who's going to be there, I would say more than likely has seen the Siege of Mandalore before. It's still going to be awesome to see it that way, which no one has gotten to see on that big of a screen and with that many uh, in a room full of that many Star Wars fans as well. So uh, does it really matter that we've all seen it before? It's just going to be an amazing way to experience the Siege of Mandalore like never before. So yeah, that's just such a great way to end celebration on such an amazing high note with that with showing the Siege of Mandalore. Like I just said, is just one of the best pieces of Star Wars content you're ever going to see. So it's fitting to kind of have that be one of the final things to experience at this year's celebration. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then closing out the schedule, we've got a behind the scenes panel on the creatures of return of the Jedi. And then of course the uh, celebration Anaheim closing ceremony. Um, 
And, you know, of course, sometimes they have some kind of special announcement during the closing ceremony. Um, usually it's just like when the next celebration is going to be held and what city it's going to be in. I wouldn't really expect there to be any kind of big like mic drop announcement about like a new project or anything coming out during the closing yeah. ceremony just because there's going to be so much other big stuff during that whole weekend. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not like sort of hanging on the edge of my seat for that one, waiting to see what comes out. But like, that's always fun, you know, just kind of a fun look back and, and recap. Um, and sometimes they they drop some little, you know, hints or whatever. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's a, a jam-packed schedule. Um, tons of cool new upcoming Star Wars projects that we're going to get, you know, either revealed or, or talked about more in depth. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be no shortage of, of clips and trailers and stuff. Um and, you know, probably at least a couple of three hour episodes worth of material for us to talk about once we're all <laughs> all back and have had time to process all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Like I said, it's going to be a crazy weekend uh, with that and the Kenobi premiere and me and Tim both being at different conventions. And, you know, it's it's going to be wild, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just going to be one heck of a wild Star Wars ride, man, for the end of this month. I know what a Star Wars weekend it's going to be. Like like I said, with Kenobi being <laughs> released that same weekend too, it's just awesome. And yeah. I know they planned it this way to kind of celebrate the 45th anniversary of A New Hope with the premiere of Obi Wan, even though it's got pushed back two days. <laughs> but to have it during Celebration Week, it's just perfect. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, so I, well, I was going to say I actually can't help but wonder if, uh, as much as I'm hoping that it's a video game panel with a, a Jedi Fallen Order two announcement. I wonder if maybe that missing Friday morning panel, if that might also be a, uh, a like a screening of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, since that's on that Friday when the show premieres now. Um, even though I'm sure a lot of people are going to stay up and watch it at midnight the night before, but um, to be able to watch that for the first time on a giant screen with a bunch of Star Wars fans. In fact, you know what? I'm... I would probably put my five credits on that, that that's what the the missing big panel for Friday morning is going to be, if anything, that it's going to be a, an Obi-Wan screening. Um, just since that's the release date of the show and uh, man, to just get to watch that for the first time again, surrounded by thousands of Star Wars fans, like like you said, seeing that uh, the Rebels premiere at Celebration a few years ago, that was awesome. Uh, anytime we've gotten to see just like trailers on the big screen at Celebration for the Force Awakens panel. And even when I got to go to Celebration 6 back in 2012, that was the first one I went to. And we saw the first trailer for season five of The Clone Wars. And I still, I like, I wish I could go back in time travel and relive these two moments because I genuinely can't remember if there was a bigger crowd reaction to... Chewie were home in the Force Awakens trailer or to Sidious pulling out a second lightsaber mm. <laughs> in the Clone Wars season five trailer as he's about to fight Maul and Savage Press. Like, I've never seen so many grown adults lose their mind over a cartoon. Um, it was wild and that was so much fun. So just to, to get to be in that atmosphere again, watching the first two episodes of an Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Ewan and Hayden back in it. Like, yeah, I don't think you can pass up that opportunity. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but it just makes me think where like, why don't they announce it by now? Like, why keep it a secret or kind of hold off on doing it? They're trying to still schedule it, maybe to have some special guests like Ewan or Hayden there, which would be cool. But 
yeah, I never really thought about that until you said it, but you could definitely throw it in the hat of what maybe could take that spot on that Friday morning. Yeah. Because right? that, that would maybe, be a cool way to kick it off. Maybe we'll have to just make a dedicated like Twitter poll. Like what is going to happen Friday morning at Celebration? Because it's, <laughs> it's it's suspiciously empty right now. Um, or don't even say what it is until the day. Like just get a bunch of people to go to the panel not knowing what it's going to be. Yeah. Just, just, you just have to sit through whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Just show up. You know, is it going to be a movie announcement? Is it going to be an Obi-Wan premiere? Is it going to be a video game thing? Is it going to be an hour of Jar Jar clips on a loop? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Attack of the Clones celebration year. I don't know. Maybe it's just a whole two hours of... Jar Jar, you know, Misa so smiling to see a new <laughs> Um, But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And like I said, we may get this announcement sooner than later. We may find out tomorrow on May the 4th. This may all be a moot point by the time you guys are all listening to this. But I'm I'm very curious to see what's going to fill in that hole. Um, but even if they don't add anything, just with all the stuff we already talked about, like it's it's going to be a packed weekend and so much cool stuff at Celebration. So I can't wait. Like, I can't wait till it happens and I can't wait till it's all over so we can all talk about it and then just, you know, geek out and analyze all these new announcements and clips and trailers and stuff that we've got. Um, yeah, because that's a lot of the fun is the aftermath of it all, too. <laughs> just going yeah. to dissect and talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, just in a, a related bit of celebration news, I think just yesterday or today they announced the uh, the exclusive celebration artists um, and revealed all the the exclusive art prints that they've done over on StarWars.com. This is always one of my favorite things about celebration, even when I can't go, is I just love I love Star Wars, you know, fan art and just artwork and the the creative stuff that all these people do. Um, some of it, you know, very straightforward, but obviously like well done and beautiful, just renderings of characters and some of it, you know, kind of more artistic or more, you know, different interpretations. And I just love, um, seeing all these different artistic interpretations of Star Wars. Of course, our good friend, uh, Joe Hogan, who I did, um, the Rebel Cells podcast with last year. Um, he's got a print in here with a bunch of helmets of all the different clone troopers from the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch and the movies and everything. Um, so that's a really cool one that I know, you know, Tim and I were both fans of. Um, and there's some other, you know, just really cool ones in here that, that capture some great moments from the movies and from the Clone Wars. There's a, an awesome Siege of Mandalore print in here that I love. So um, definitely go check that out if you haven't. Um, and, you know, just check out all these great artists that are going to be there at Celebration as well. Yeah, it's always the artwork never disappoints at Celebration. There's always going to be something for everyone in the different art styles and the different uh, themes they want to focus on uh, for their Star Wars paintings. So these artists just to continue to outdo themselves. So it's always cool to see. And yeah, that one by Joe Hogan, when it's an artwork just full of clone troopers and their awesome helmets, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for me. So <laughs> that one it looks really, really cool. I just yeah. love the title of it too, A Grand Army. And mm -hmm. grand it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was in... Uh... I was just in Illinois recently for a family funeral and we were driving around town and there was, they had like everything in Springfield, Illinois is all like, cause that's where Abraham Lincoln is from. And so it's all like Lincoln and American history and civil war themed. And there was a museum that was like the grand army of the Republic museum. And I wanted to pull over and take a picture of it. Cause the first thing I thought of was clone troopers. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. But yeah, I mean, just, seeing this print from joe with all these clones on there is awesome of course 99 right there in the middle um and uh 
Yeah, man, gosh, just, I freaking love clone trooper helmets and you know, all the different colors and designs right. and everything. This yeah, is awesome. So amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, definitely if, if you guys haven't seen these yet, um, you, you can check out the full list of them with, you know, pictures of all these art prints over on starwars.com. Um, so that's it for the celebration stuff. Um, now we do have a, a couple of news items that we wanted to talk about just from the past few weeks that we haven't gotten to, um, just cause you know, it's been a while since we've recorded and it's been a little slow. Obviously we know all the big stuff is coming at celebration, but there have been a few announcements recently. Um, one of which, and probably the most, uh, one of the most exciting and most surprising is that we've got the announcement of another new Star Wars game coming. Um, this one from Amy Hennig and her uh, Skydance New Media Studio. And I just, I love that um, Amy Hennig was one of the first people that was on board, um, was supposed to be doing a, a Star Wars game with EA, and I believe it was Visceral. Um, and we don't know the full story, but, you know, it, it kind of sounds like, you know, she was kind of getting the runaround from EA, like there was a lot of... I don't know, mismanagement and, and kind of too many hands in the pot. And she wasn't really getting to do what she wanted to do. Um, so left the project, that whole thing kind of fell apart. And now, so she leaves EA and Visceral, goes off and starts her own game studio and now gets to reunite with Lucasfilm and make what I assume is going to be the Star Wars game that she always wanted to make in the first place. Um, so good for her. I hope this game is fantastic. I can't wait to play it. I'm sure it's still going to be a few years out, but just knowing all the Star Wars games that we've got in development right now, I think, you know, I've seen people listing them and there's like eight different projects right now. Um, of course, that might have been counting, you know, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which just came out. But then we know we've got, um, you know, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel. We know that EA and Respawn are also working on like a, a Star Wars strategy game and a first person shooter game. We've got the KOTOR remake. We've got um, Star Wars Eclipse. We've now got this new game from Amy, Amy Henning Studio. Um, so we're finally, you know, like, it's not like all these games are coming out next year. I'm sure these are going to be spread out over the next, you know, three, four, five years. But, um, you know, when we got the announcement from EA that they had like that exclusive Star Wars license, but that they had, you know, all these different studios that they were going to have working on Star Wars games. It's like, this is finally delivering on that promise as EA's exclusivity license is coming to an end, right? Because EA had so many of those games get canceled or pushed back or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I love the Battlefront games that we got from them, especially Battlefront 2 now that, you know, they they fixed all the issues and stuff with it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm grateful that we got Battlefront 2 and Jedi Fallen Order, but I'm just so looking forward to all these new games that we're going to get from all these different studios. Um, oh, I forgot the Ubisoft open world game too. Um, so yeah, I mean, just whatever type of gaming you're into, you know, if you like shooters or action adventure games or RPGs or strategy games or whatever, there's going to be something for you uh, coming in the Star Wars gaming realm in the next few months. And for those of us that are, you know, diehard gamers and Star Wars fans that are going to play all of these games, it's just going to be, you know, 2005 all over again when we had Battlefront 2 and Republic <laughs> Commando and Lego Star Wars and all that stuff. So hopefully all of these games can deliver on their promises and uh, we'll be in kind of another golden age of Star Wars gaming that we haven't seen in, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah, hopefully it gets to that point again. Um, but the 
because it's all lined up to be <laughs> like how we were excited for and expecting when uh, EA got the license, like you mentioned. But I'm just so glad that Amy's getting another shot at making the game that she wanted to. Because I imagine that doesn't really happen in the world of video game development, where if a game gets canceled, rarely does it kind of come back. And this quickly, too, and where it's from her own studios, um, that's going to be able to develop the game. And what I love reading is that it's a narrative-driven game, and those are the games I'm really all about. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's going to be another type of Star Wars game that's going to be narrative-driven is just a reason to be excited for it also. So yeah, it's just cool that um, she's going to be able to make the game that she wanted to originally. Uh, hopefully, I think, I mean, I haven't officially said that, but I think most signs are pointing to that it's going to be um, the, probably more in the style with the game she was going to develop with EA, um, which is cool. So yeah, I can't wait to I find I, out what exactly it is. But I think I did maybe hear a rumor or something on Twitter that it basically is the same game or that they're kind of yeah, restarting that project. Yeah, or something like that too, yeah. And, or it's a, yeah, it was, it was Project Ragtag. Which, right, um, yeah. which we never got like an official title for, but it was it was shown in one of those, um, you know, back at EA or E three like twenty fourteen or something. Um, EA had like a sizzle reel where they were showing some of their upcoming games, um, or maybe it was twenty sixteen. I, I think it might have been before Battlefront two came out. Um, but, you know, they because, uh, yeah, they had um, like some prototype footage of like Jedi Fallen Order in there of like people fighting with lightsabers and mocap suits. They showed people designing like some concept art for Battlefront 2. And then there was like a quick sort of in-engine rendering of like this kind of scoundrel looking guy walking through like a dusty outpost looking mm. kind of town that had some like Imperial flags. And that was um, that was all we ever saw from that visceral game. Um, but apparently at least, you know, according to some rumors and stuff that this is them just picking up that same project again. Yeah. Which is, which is great just because I'm sure she was bummed and disappointed that she didn't get to finish that project and to ha kind of have it get a resurrected again with a different studio where she's probably in more control now over it is going to be great. So hope, my only worry is that because this happens with games too many times where it, it gets announced too soon and then it's like a long wait that you got to uh, deal with before you actually get to play it. And then you kind of lose the steam as far as the excitement. I know the excitement will probably grow again once we get our first looks and trailers and all that stuff. But it, if it is a long wait, but I just hope that this is something not even just for like Lucasfilm games, but just games in general where announce a title where it is kind of in the near future. We're like at the most or like two years away, something like that. Not where it ends up yeah. being five or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, like Eclipse, which yeah, <laughs> apparently might not be coming out until like 2027. Which that's just ridiculous if that's the case. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, we talked about you know that studio is having all kinds of issues yeah. too. Um, so I think hopefully that one is an outlier in the group. Um, you know, it sounds like we maybe could get the Kotor remake as early as next year. Um. You know, Jedi Fallen Order 2, which obviously I don't think it'll be called Jedi Fallen Order 2. I think it's going to be Star Wars Jedi something else. But like, mm -hmm. that's all we have to go on at this point. Um, that should be coming out, if not by the end of this year, then hopefully like first half of next year. Um, and then some of these other games from like Ubisoft and stuff that we've heard about, hopefully are maybe only like two or three years away and not four or five. But um, we'll see. I mean, we've got at least enough stuff coming in the near future that if some of these games are a few years out, like I don't mind everything kind of being spaced out and getting like one or two games a year. Um, 
and you know, like, yeah, like you said, like I, it, it sucks when like you're looking forward to one specific game or there's only like one or two games in development and then one of them gets canceled. But you know, when you've got like eight different projects coming out, you know, that kind of gives you some, some wiggle room and some flexibility with at least a couple of them. But, um, yeah, I just imagine what it's going to be like, you know, five years from now. This is kind of how it feels when, how it felt back in 2015, when it was like, man, imagine a time five years from now when there's going to be like five new Star Wars movies and more stuff coming out every year. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's kind of how it feels with video games now. Like, imagine after the past few years with EA only getting, you know, what, four games since they got the license almost 10 years ago, um, that now we're going to be getting like one or two games a year. Yeah, I mean, like I said, everything's hopefully now finally mapping out to where that will be the case where they got all these projects in development. Hopefully they're good developments where there's not too many hiccups and issues. You know, Eclipse is already having some, but hopefully for the most part, it's they have it kind of mapped out to where there won't be these long gaps and um, have some to go along with quantity and quality too with these games, with these different studios and creative teams that are involved with it. The potential is all there to have multiple Star Wars games and have them be great Star Wars games too that we're all hoping they would be. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, speaking of video games, uh, let's just jump ahead. I'm, we, we were going to save this one for last, but I'm like, well, we're on the topic of video games. And I mentioned Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga is out. Um, we might do like a more in-depth review episode just of this game at some point with just me and Tim, because obviously we know Paul is a, a crusty old curmudgeon who doesn't appreciate Lego games. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, obviously the, the Skywalker saga has been out for about a month now, and I am absolutely loving this game. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I am. I'm about halfway through The Force Awakens, and I've been playing obviously all the the movies, you know, in order one through nine. So I'm about halfway through Episode Seven right now, um, and I've like I haven't gone back to try to like get a hundred percent completion on any of the the free play planets or levels or anything, but. I have done a little bit of exploring, you know, kind of gone off the beaten path to get some of the collectibles and Kyber bricks and stuff. And I've already got like a bunch of the stud multipliers and I've got a bunch of the characters unlocked and stuff. But um, man, it's just super impressive how huge this game is and how much stuff there is to do and just how many, um, you know, big uh you know, fully fleshed out like Star Wars environments they've realized in all this detail and, you know, with, with great graphics and obviously lots of fun little hidden Easter eggs and stuff like Lego games always have. Um, but man, I think the thing I love the most about, you know, that I've always loved about Lego games and that I, I especially appreciate about this one is that for all the sort of uh, comic relief and, and humor and charm and like fun cutesy stuff that you get in Lego games, it still is a really just faithful recreation of the star wars universe and the star wars movies and like there's no other game where you can play through all nine star wars movies um with the you know the the music and the action and everything that you would expect from a star wars game that would let you do that um you know and the the visuals and everything so even though you're playing as lego characters um you know it's just fun to to get to you know replay these star wars stories again but then you know for those of us that are fans of the lego franchise and that brand of you know just sort of um humor and everything that just adds another layer of of just you know fun and stuff to it so um yeah i'm really impressed with it so far i'm liking it a lot i know 
Uh, also coming out tomorrow on May the 4th are the uh, the Mando Season 2 and Bad Batch DLC packs. So I'm excited to go back and play around with those characters. But um, yeah, I'm having a blast so far. And Tim, I know you haven't gotten to play the game quite as much as I have, but uh, how are you liking it so far? Yeah, so I didn't get it right when it came out. I got it maybe about a week after. So right now i only at about to start uh, Revenge of the Sith. And I try to do something which I never do, which is play to have two games going at the same time where i'm playing one and going back to the other because they just came out with a remaster of the rpg chrono cross which i haven't played in 20 years i've been itching to play it again so i was going i'll play that and then kind of go back and forth between that and lego star wars but that never works out for me so i'm kind of just like i'm just gonna finish chrono cross first and then i'll go full-blown into lego star wars the skywalker saga so but from what i have played it is definitely a different Lego game than from what I played before. And it's been a while since I played a Lego game, but uh, just when you're comparing it to the star Wars ones, it is different. And uh, to be honest, it is big. Like you said, it's bigger than any other Lego game um, that I'm sure came before, but definitely when the star Wars ones, but I'm not necessarily sure if I'm a fan of that or not. I think it might be a little too big. Cause I'm not, one of the things is like having those hubs between the actual uh, missions that you're playing through of the movies that kind of took me back for a bit where it's like i thought i'm in the mission but this is actually a hub area before you start the mission and there's yeah. definitely lots to do within that hub and part of me is like i kind of wish it was a little more streamed down or simplified where it's just kind of focusing on playing through the missions of the events of the movies but at the same time i get why they want to try to do something different because they already did that before at least with the first six movies and the previous lego games so I could definitely understand why they want to try something different and do things a little bigger. I just don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of fan of that or not, but I haven't really dove too much into the exploration like you have. I've kind of been going just going through the events of the movies and the main missions and plan on doing that stuff and collecting more of the Kyber bricks and the studs and all that stuff after I just finished the main uh, missions. Um, so I'll probably maybe I'll enjoy it more and find appreciate it more once I kind of fully dive into the exploration of all that stuff. But one another thing that did surprise me though, was just kind of how quick the missions are, like how there's really what, just like four, four or five, maybe for each there's, movie. There's five per movie. And there yeah. used to be, so in previous Lego games, there were six and there's, they just seem to go by a lot one. quicker than I remember. <laughs> yeah. Some of them do. And especially cause you said you've only played Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I will say, and it's funny because hearing you say that is just sort of bringing me back to like some of the initial thoughts I had when I first played the game, because first of all, like I will say for me, the, like the open world and stuff like did take some time to get used to. Um, the fact that you do all this running around, like in between missions and then those actual missions are so quick. Um, but I also will say too, I think especially Phantom Menace probably has the shortest missions out of any movie. Um, and I hate to say it, like, I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but it kind of feels like, especially Phantom Menace and maybe Attack of the Clones too, unfortunately maybe got the least amount of like love and attention mm, okay. um, as far as just, you know, sort of time that they put into to making, you know, all the different levels and stuff. I will say, like, I started really, like, as, as I was playing Phantom Menace, I was like, okay, this is kind of different. Like, it's taken me a while to get used to, but I'm still having fun with it. And I think Attack of the Clones was when I really was like, okay, like, I'm I'm enjoying this more now. And then I loved Revenge of the Sith. I think 
Probably my favorite, my favorite thing about Revenge of the Sith was just the fact that you get to like replay moments from the movie, but with uh, James Arnold Taylor and Matt Landry doing the voices of Anakin mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan and Kat Tabor as Padme. So just like being able to hear uh, those Clone Wars voice actors getting to reenact scenes from the movies was really cool. Um, but yeah, I think just sort of getting used to that different style of play and then just kind of embracing like the the whole open world um mechanic of it um you know i I started enjoying that more because i do like that that gives you the option to kind of play more of the story outside of just like the five or six main missions because then you'll get to um you you know you'll get to see some more cutscenes and hear more dialogue interactions where you'll have a mission where it's just like escort queen amidala through the streets of naboo or, uh, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, there might be one where you like travel to Padme's apartment on Coruscant or something like that. And so you get to play a little bit more of like the in-between stuff and as opposed to just the, you know, the main big um, story missions. Um, so I do kind of like that about it. And and I've had a lot of fun just exploring those areas too and, uh, you know, getting all those Kyber bricks. And um, as much as I like you know, sometimes I like games where it's like just focused on the story and and don't always like um, kind of going off the beaten path or doing things that are like not canon. But especially in a Lego game, like there is something fun about just running around on on Coruscant with Mando or mm-hmm. uh, playing as Anakin and running around on like Endor or Dagobah or something like that. So, um yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And then also, yeah, like especially once you get into the original trilogy, I would say the missions do start to get longer. Um, there's still, you know, they're not super long, but there were definitely some that took me maybe up to like 20 minutes or so, especially if you're running around trying to find like mini kits and trying to bust up everything you can find for studs. Um, I was surprised and disappointed, especially with Phantom Menace, with how quick some of those levels are, um, especially the the... I don't know if it's the final level, but one of the final levels where you play like the the battle on Naboo between the Gungans and the droids. Yeah. And you're playing as Jar Jar and you've got the Booma and you're trying to like zap the droids as they're trying to reach your like shield generator. That that mission took like two minutes. And I was like, <laughs> wait, that was it. It's like once the uh, once the droids breached the shield, I thought you were still going to have to play out the battle because, you know, know. Movies, that's when Jar Jar like pulls down the thing and all the boomers go rolling and he's hanging off the tank and he's like jumping on the droidica and using it to make it shoot the lasers and stuff. You don't get to do any of that. That's just all a cutscene, And it's like, man, the battle's just getting started and the mission's over. Um, so, yeah, that one in particular was like disappointingly short, but um, I haven't run into too many other missions that have made me feel that way as I've played throughout the rest of the game. Well, that's good to hear then. I thought it maybe gets some of the missions get a little more expanded in the later movies. But one thing I can't say, it looks amazing. The graphics on it are just really great, especially the environments and the detail on the levels. It just looks really, really cool to experience yeah. like the Star Wars planets and designs looking that way. Now, the most fun I'm having is in the, the space combat. Those are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, those are fun too. Although I hate the controls. Like that just took me really? so long to get used to controlling the ships just because it's so different from how I'm used to flying in Battlefront. Um, I'm a little more used to it now that now that I'm like several hours into the game and I'm, I'm towards the end of the story. I don't hate it as much, but that was probably aside from just the different mission structure and, and kind of getting used to the whole open world thing. Like that was the thing that took me the longest to get used to is the fact that you entirely control the ship with, you know, one joystick and there's yeah. not like one to move <laughs> and one to aim. Um, 
but I mean, now that I, that, now that I kind of know what I'm doing with it, like that is a lot of fun too. And I like, uh, I like how every planet you go to in space, there's just like little, you know, side missions and dog fights mm-hmm. and stuff you can take part in. So yeah. So like, right now too. those like hub spaces are, I'm a fan of more so than the ones that are on the actual planets. <laughs> the space yeah. ones I really dig. So yeah, those are fun. And like you said, just the, the environments and the detail and the visuals of everything is fantastic. It's easily the best looking Lego game and just the biggest and most expansive Lego game that they've ever made. So um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm really enjoying, like I said, the uh, just the character DLC packs too. Um, getting to play with like Mando is fun and I can't wait to play with Ahsoka and like the members of the Bad Batch and Bo-Katan and stuff like that when those come out. Um, I'm not sure if they're already out yet. Like, I know it's supposed to come out on May the 4th and I've seen people posting like gameplay clips and stuff from it already, but I don't, I don't know if that's all from like Europe and New Zealand and places where it's, you know, already May 4th. And I know you can like, at least if you're on Xbox, you can just change the time on your console. Like you can change your time zone and your system settings to be able to get that stuff a day early. Um, I actually did that the day that the game came out and was playing a little bit, um, but uh yeah i don't know for those of us in the states well obviously by the time you guys are listening to this episode that stuff will be out so um but yeah i'm I'm looking forward to, to getting to play with that and i hope i know they haven't announced anything yet but i would love it if they actually did some like dlc missions where you got to play even just like one level from the mandalorian or the bad batch or the clone wars or something like that um or rogue one or solo like they've got those characters in there too but they don't have any uh any story stuff from it um and the, you know, the previous Lego Star Wars games always had bonus missions and stuff. So it would be fun if some of those were in there. Yes. Especially like you made a good point with the Mandalorians and some of like for Rogue One and Solo, the Star Wars story films. Just to have like, not even like a full blown like section of them or just like a level or two would be a cool yeah. DLC to have. Just have them in like one collection, like have something from Rogue One, from Solo, from Mandalorian. Bad yeah, it's like one, one quick, you know, story mission that you could play from like each of those those stories would be fun but who knows i mean like i said i know they didn't really have any plans for any dlc beyond just the character packs and that this isn't planned to be like a live service game where there's ongoing updates and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's been such a huge success like i know it's you know smashed the record for like um fastest number of copies sold for a lego game and like the most number of players playing at once on steam on pc like it smashed the record for that so um maybe that'll get them to pay attention and you know if it's if it surpasses their expectations maybe they'll be like oh we could you know put a little more into this so um i don't know we'll see i'm i'd love to get any you know any more additions to this game that they want to give us but if this is all we get you know i'm still gonna have a blast with it and i'm not gonna be done with it anytime soon i think you know, because if you're trying to get to 100% and collect all the kyber bricks and all the characters and all the collectibles and stuff i think even though i'm you know, probably like 75% way done through the story. I'm only like 36% done with uh, the overall game mm-hmm. in terms of, you yeah. know, that counting your progress on all the collectibles and stuff. Um, and there's like skill trees you can upgrade and, you know, it's it's a whole thing. I was kind of worried before the game came out because I had seen some of like the developer diaries and the trailers and stuff. I was just like, man, this looks like a lot. Like, I hope this isn't too much. And that I don't kind of just get like overwhelmed with it. But surprisingly, I'm actually just I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, And I think for such a huge game, it is pretty easy to like navigate around the open world and travel to different planets and stuff. And it doesn't feel like too.
too big or, or too overwhelming or too hard to get from point A to point B. I think one thing that's really nice is I think this is the first Lego game where there's a sprint feature, um, which I think actually helps tremendously not feeling like you're just like kind of slowly plotting around oh. <laughs> these huge planets. It actually, because you can also upgrade your sprint speed too. That's one of the things you can upgrade in your skill tree. So um, just the fact that even though these, like there's definitely a, a massive sense of scale and, you know, these worlds feel big and fleshed out and yet it doesn't take forever to get from point A to point B. And I think that <laughs> hugely helps, uh, you know, not to make it kind of feel like a drag. Yeah, and the galaxy map's a nice touch too. Just from the little bit I've unlocked of it so far, just between Phantom Minutes and Attack of the Clones, just going from planet to planet that quickly is really nice. So yeah. I imagine that will come in handy the more you unlock as you progress through the game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I can't wait to finish it and then uh go back and just start the long journey of collecting all these, you know, kyber bricks and stuff. Um certainly already helps when you've got like the two, four, six, and eight times stud multipliers unlocked. I'm, you know, <laughs> swimming in Lego currency right. right now. That's always such a good feeling when you get those multiplier multipliers <laughs> and you just one little, you could break one little thing and you get tons of studs just from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was playing one level the other day. I think it was in force awakens and like, as soon as the level started, I got true Jedi status. Like I didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. do anything. Like I hadn't even moved my character yet. I didn't like break something open or, or do anything to get studs. I think because I also have like the stud magnet upgrade uh, unlocked. And so it's like you attract it. studs, you know, you attract studs from a short distance away. So I'm like, I started off in a hallway and there must've been some studs or something in the hallway that I just like collected just from being nearby without moving. Because I swear, like, I I had not even pressed anything on the controller yet. And it was just like, all right, here's the start of the level. Go. True Jedi unlocked. And I was like, <laughs> geez, man. Like, you know, and that's having, like, the 348 times multiplier or whatever. Because they, they, they stack on top of each other. But, um, yeah, it's a blast. It's just, you know, who would have thought that in 2022 we'd be playing a new Lego Star Wars game with... Uh, you know, just getting to play one through nine all over again. It's it's a ton of fun. Yeah, definitely looking forward to diving more into it once I finish off Chrono Cross and then Lego Star Wars gets my undivided video game attention. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worthy of it. Um, just hopefully you don't run into some of the, the bugs and glitches that I've heard some people have had. Um, so far, none yet. But we'll see as I progress I've, more. I've come across a couple myself. Some that have, you know, a couple that have been kind of just weird or annoying. A couple that have been hilarious. Um, I've, I've got a, I think I posted on a Twitter. I had a clip of a floating stormtrooper who stepped on a Lego brick and then just ascended into the sky. <laughs> um, so hopefully they can get some more of those bugs and stuff fixed too. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun so far. And then um, just last thing we'll talk about to wrap up is a couple of upcoming Star Wars novels as well. Um, I know we've talked about these before back when they were both announced, but um, we've got Star Wars Brotherhood by Mike Chen that's coming out this month, um, next week actually, on May 10th, I believe it is. Um, and then Star Wars Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher that comes out uh, next month. I think that's later in June, like the 26th or something like that. Um, but I just wanted to bring these up real quick because, uh, first of all, like I said, you know, with Brotherhood coming out um, so soon, the review embargo on it just lifted today. And I've heard nothing but positive reviews for this so far on Twitter, um, just from the limited number of people that I follow that have gotten to read it. 
Um, but this is one that I was excited for anyways, and uh, just hearing all this positive buzz for it just makes me even more excited to read. Um, just getting, you know, a new Anakin and Obi-Wan centric story set during the Clone Wars. And it's like the 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 first introduction of Ventress and Anakin becoming a Jedi Knight for the first time, which surprisingly, we still don't have like a canon version of that story at this point. Um, just, you know, what we saw in the micro series. But um, I'm really looking forward to reading this. Um, and just happy to hear that it's getting such good reviews. And then also Shadow of the Sith. Now, both of these books have had like a couple of excerpts released in the past, you know, couple of months or so. Um, but especially the excerpt from Shadow of the Sith. If you haven't read this yet, it's on StarWars.com. Go check it out. I'm not going to spoil it for you, except to say that it involves Luke Skywalker going to investigate the planet Exegol. Again, this takes place in between uh, episode six and seven. Um, and the whole focus of the book is like Luke and Lando trying to track OG of Vestoon and investigate, you know, some Sith stuff that might be going on. Um, kind of the the whole backstory of like what um, Lando tells like Ray and Finn and Poe in Rise of Skywalker when they're looking for the Wayfinder. And he says that, you know, he and Luke had been looking for it and tells them about OG and stuff. So it's going to be that whole story. Um, but obviously, like, I'm excited for it just because it's a new Luke Skywalker story in between episode six and seven. Uh, we finally get to see kind of what he was doing as a Jedi during that time. But um, yeah, the stuff that goes down just in this short excerpt with him on Exegol, I put this down and went and pre-ordered the book immediately. Like I was already going to get it regardless, but holy smokes. Um, like I, I'm sure a lot of you probably either have read this or maybe at least heard about it, but I don't even want to go into specific spoilers um, especially because it kind of ends on a cliffhanger anyways. And so it's like, I want to see if there's you know more to this, but um, man, yeah, go check it out. And I think this book is definitely going to be, yeah, you know, worth the pre-order, worth the time to read. I can't wait to get you know my hands on both of these as they come out in the next couple months. Yeah, I don't really like to read excerpts from the Star Wars novel, especially when the ones I know I'm going to get, I'll just save it for when I read it. But I saw your reaction to this and it was like, I probably should check this out for myself <laughs> just to see uh, see what it is and just to get more excited for the book at the same time. Might as well. Um, but man, I was not prepared for how amazing that excerpt was. And like you said, just ending on an amazing cliffhanger. I mean, going into it, you're not even thinking about what happens in that excerpt, especially with how it ends. It blew my mind. And I just cannot wait to hopefully get more of that in this story. Um, it's going to be insane because that, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Is that the opening of the book or just, I'm not sure if they I even said if it's. I think so because I think, um, gosh, I'd have to go back and read it again. I don't remember if Luke is actually on Exegol or if this is kind of like him having a vision or if he's kind of like projected himself there. Cause it, it seems to be something where he's like, wait, I'm not sure where I am now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, he's like taking there in a vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I would imagine that even if it's early in the book, that it would have to be something where like there's some lead up to that to explain like mm -hmm. how he finds out about Exegol and why he's looking for it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't get the sense that this was like the beginning of it. No, but yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I just can't wait to read more of this. And if, if the stuff you love about Star Wars is, has to do with the Force, then yeah, this is going to be right up your alley as it is ours. It was just incredible. I 
yeah, I decided to let you know right away after I read that. I was like, man, you were not wrong. That <laughs> that excerpt was amazing, as you said it was. So yeah, and yeah. I think I think my initial reaction to that excerpt was like, man, this short excerpt of this book gave me stuff I was hoping for from the Rise of Skywalker and didn't get. Um, and then you know, I'm not gonna try to you know say like oh this you know one page of this book is better than the entirety of tross i'm just saying like this delivered on things that i was hoping to see on screen and uh just can't wait to see how the rest of this story goes and even like i'm i'm hoping that this story like even for one i hope it's a good book on its own but i hope that it really does add some some good context and backstory to the sequel trilogy and maybe help tie some things together maybe help fill in some holes and some gaps um i'm not expecting it to like radically change my view of rise of skywalker and the sequel trilogy as a whole but if it can help improve on some of those things as well like that would be awesome yeah it definitely wasn't my reaction after reading it but <laughs> that's where i just had the feeling where it's like man it's just gonna make just that whole era or not even that era but the stuff that came before it that much better and i think too just like you said just enhance all the things i already love about that we got in the sequel trilogy even rise of skywalker with things having to do with exegol and uh, luke and lando's search for that and just again just with the force in general and certain other elements that you know don't want to spoil here <laughs> that happened in that excerpt but man yeah, I just hope I'm not expecting that to be like the main thrust of the book of what happens. But if we get a little bit more of that sprinkled throughout uh, the course of the story, that's going to be in Shadows of the Sith. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. So, yeah, uh, my excitement for the book, I was already excited for it, just knowing what it was going to be about and kind of delivering on that potential story of Luke and Lando investigating Exegol and Ochi, but it shot up to a whole nother level after reading that excerpt. If it's going to if we're going to get more stuff like that from what we read in that excerpt it's just going to be a really really cool book yeah definitely and i mean you guys know i know paul gives me crap about it all the time but like i don't read a ton of star wars books um but really i mean i do kind of feel like since the beginning of the disney era like i've been waiting for like there haven't been a ton of books that have really grabbed me like oh i've got to read this mm -hmm. um and these two books coming up you know back to back both of these i'm like i cannot wait for these i haven't been this excited for a star wars book in a long time um so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm glad to hear you know all the positive buzz around these so far um, at least for, you know, Brotherhood, like that's getting some really good reviews and then Shadow of the Sith, there haven't been, you know, full reviews for it yet, but just this, this one excerpt when it was released, like sent Star Wars Twitter into a frenzy that day and everybody was, you know, jaws on the floor with how amazing that was. So I'm super excited for both of these. And, uh, yeah, like I said, just can't remember the last time I've been so excited for, for two upcoming Star Wars books. And uh, look forward to doing full book reviews with both of these because it's been a while since we've, you know, we've all finished a Star Wars book together. Yeah, I know we kept saying we're going to touch on the High Republic, the last two novels, but after we'd finished Light of the Jedi, um, but those might be taking more of a backseat once these come out. Yeah, Sorry, High I mean, yeah, I still because I still haven't finished Rising Storm. I haven't even bought the latest one because I was like, I haven't, you know, I'm not caught up with the stuff that happens before that. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I might get back into that at some point, but I know, you know, I say that all the time with stuff that I don't end up reading. So who knows? But um, yeah, Brotherhood and Shadow of the Sith, 
day one purchases and uh, day one reads for me. Cool. Yeah. I mean, without question, that's going to be <laughs> me too. I just hope I could finish Brotherhood in time for Shadows of the Sith because I, I am notorious to being a slow reader too. <laughs> You're not alone in that regard, Kyle. But because uh, part of me is like, I don't want to just breeze through it, have it be over quickly. I like enjoying it, having to spend time with it for a couple of weeks to just immerse myself in a new Star Wars story for a good period of time. So that's kind of the reason too, where I don't like to finish books so so quickly. But at the same time, if it's somewhere you just can't put down. Maybe it'll redo it more quicker than others. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how I am too. Like I, I don't usually intentionally, you know, spend an entire day reading a book and get through like half of it or something. But like that does occasionally happen when a book is so good that I just can't put it down. That just hasn't happened with me in a while. But I yeah. can see that maybe happening with these two. I can it tell you, I can tell you when I read Shadow of the Sith and I get to the the end of the part that's in the excerpt. I'm going to keep going for yeah, you know, like, probably a good couple hours after that. Right. It's not going to be, well, I'm going to end it right here after that yeah. amazing moment. <laughs> yeah. If, if that's the end of a chapter and it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm staying up to read the next chapter. <laughs> at least, yes. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to those, looking forward to talking about them with you guys when they come out. So that'll be a fun time. Um, but that is pretty much all we've got to talk about just for this episode. Um, like I said, just kind of wanted to come in here, do a bit of a news recap and uh, talk about all this stuff heading into May the 4th and celebration and stuff like that. Um, we'll probably be back with another episode, maybe in the next week or two, uh, once we can get Paul back on here and talk about anything that does get announced on May the 4th. Um, so it might kind of depend on if there's anything big to talk about or not, but I'm sure there'll be something. Um, but we'll probably want to do at least one more episode before celebration. And then, um, of course, like I said, there's going to be just a, a flood of content coming late May and early June after we get everything from celebration. So, uh, look forward to a lot more content coming from us in the next couple months. Um, I think Tim, we don't really have any, uh, any emails or, or Twitter comments or anything for this one, do we? No, not for this episode. Sorry. I didn't put the word out that we were recording an episode today. So. Yeah, that's, that's right. Me. I mean, we, we don't we didn't really have like a big topic to talk yeah. about um, where we usually, you know, ask you guys for your input or, or whatever. So um, but like I said, if we get something exciting tomorrow um, or, you know, like I said, today, I'm, you guys are probably all like, yeah, there's a, the, the new Obi-Wan trailer. What are you talking about? Um, so whatever there is for May the 4th, we'll be back to talk about that soon. Um, but uh, until then, um you know, you guys can find us all the usual places on Twitter at Star Wars TSC, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. Email us at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com and check out our website at Star Wars TSC.com. Um, but that's going to do it for now. We will see you guys later. Uh, hope you all enjoy May the 4th and whatever Star Wars goodness we have coming tomorrow and the rest of this month. Um, it's going to be a great time ahead with celebration and all that fun stuff. So enjoy the ride. We'll see you next time. And may the fourth be with you. See you next time, everybody. And happy Star Wars Day. Yeah.